0: Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this inspiring TED Talks HCI podcast episode, I explore Tom Wujek's 2009 TED Talk, Three Ways the Brain Creates Meaning. Welcome back to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. It's great to be with you again today for this inspiring TED Talks HCI podcast episode. Today I'll be exploring Tom Wojcik's 2009 TED Talk, Three Ways the Brain Creates Meaning. Information designer Tom Wojcik talks about three areas of the brain that helps us understand words, images, feelings, and connections. In this short talk from Ted Yu, he asks, how can we best engage our brains to help us better understand big ideas. Thanks for joining me and I'll catch you on the flip side of this first clip.
1: Last year at TED, we uh aimed to try to clarify the overwhelming complexity and richness that we experience at the conference in a project called the Big Viz. And the Big Viz is a collection of 650 sketches that were made by two visual artists. David Sibbett from The Grove and Kevin Richards from Autodesk made 650 sketches that strive to capture the essence of each presenter's ideas. And the consensus was, It really worked. These sketches brought to life the key ideas, the portraits, the magic moments that we all experienced last year. This year we're thinking, why does it work? What is it about animation, graphics, illustrations that create meaning? And this is an important question to ask and answer because the more we understand how the brain creates meaning, the better we can communicate, and I also think the better we can think and collaborate together.
0: So it's a very simple idea. If we can better understand how our brain creates meaning, then we are better able to interact with each other, interact with all of the different inputs and information that we're receiving throughout our daily lives. And that'll allow us to better interact with our teams, collaborate more effectively, and ultimately drive the type of meaning that we are interested in as leaders as we're trying to create a a workplace full of meaning and purpose. So there's not necessarily tricks or, or hacks, but these are three scientific ways that the brain makes meaning. And if we can pay attention to those and incorporate the lessons of those three areas that he'll be discussing, then we can make our presentations more powerful, our speaking more powerful, our strategic planning more powerful, and all of our collaborations and interactions with each other. We can have more dynamic meaning-making opportunities to interact with our coworkers, with our spouses and families, partners, our community, uh, everyone we interact with will be in a better situation to drive the meaning that we may feel, but unless we can communicate it, it won't translate over to those that we're interacting with. So in the next clip, he'll be laying out those three ways that our brain makes meaning, and then we we will explore what that really means for organizational leaders and businesses
1: today. So this year we're going to visualize how the brain visualizes. Cognitive psychologists now tell us that the brain doesn't actually see the world as it is, but instead creates a series of mental models through a collection of aha moments or moments of discovery through various processing. The uh, processing, of course, begins with the eyes, light enters, hits the back of the retina, and is circulated, most of which is streamed to the very back of the brain at the primary visual cortex. And primary visual cortex sees just simple geometry, just the simplest of shapes. But it also acts like a kind kind of relay station that re-radiates and redirects information to many other parts of the brain, as many as 30 other parts that selectively make more sense, create more meaning through the kind of aha experiences. We're only going to talk about three of them. So the first one is called the ventral stream. It's on this side of the brain, and this is the part of the brain that will uh, recognize what something is. It's the what detector. Look at a hand, look at a a, a remote control, chair, book. So That's the part of the brain that is activated when you uh, give a word to something. A second part of the brain is called the dorsal stream, and what it does is locates the object in physical body space. So if you look around the stage here, you'll create a kind of mental map of the stage, and if you closed your eyes, you'd be able to mentally navigate it. You'd be activating the dorsal stream if you did that. The third part that I'd like to talk about is the limbic system. And this is deep inside of the brain, it's very old, evolutionarily, and it's the part that feels, it's the kind of the the gut center where you see an image and you go, oh, I have a a strong or um, emotional reaction to whatever I'm seeing. So, the, the combination of these processing centers help us make meaning in very different ways. So, what can we learn about this? How can we apply this insight? Well, again, the schematic view is that the eye visually interrogates what we look at. The brain processes this in parallel, the figments of information asking a whole bunch of questions to create a a unified mental model. So, for example, when you look at this image, a good graphic invites the eye to dart around and to selectively create a visual logic. So the act of engaging and looking at the image creates the meaning. It's the selective logic. Now, we've augmented this and spatialized this information. Many of you may remember the, the magic wall that we built in conjunction with perceptive pixel, where we quite literally create an infinite wall. And so, we can compare and contrast the big ideas. So, the act of engaging and creating interactive imagery enriches meaning. It, it activates a different part of the brain. And then the limbic system is activated when we see motion, when we see color, and there are primary shapes and pattern detectors that we've heard about before.
0: Now, I'm not a neuroscientist. I don't really know much about uh, brain chemistry or brain functioning and how it all works. So I really appreciate uh, the simplicity by which he he lays out the, the three different areas of the brain and, and the functions that they play and how they create meaning in their own unique ways. I think it's really important for us to consider this as we are designing our communication strategies with people within our organizations, key constituencies, customers, etc. Because ultimately, our goal is engagement. Our goal is to get people to interact with the content, the material, the, the imagery, the text... Whatever the case may be, whatever the medium, we want people to engage with it. And ultimately, if we can understand a, at least a little bit at a high level how the brain works and how it functions and how we can then integrate th- those learnings into our strategies, we're going to be more effective. So I, I don't think I need to comment much more on this segment because he, he lays out the three areas, he provides some examples, and ultimately I'll let him and his expertise speak uh, to the, how the brain makes sense of meaning and creates meaning in those three ways. After this next clip, we'll explore what does this all mean for organizations and for our leadership. organizations and work the alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life
1: so the point of this is what we make meaning by seeing, by an act of visual interrogation. The lessons for us are threefold. First, use images to clarify what we're trying to communicate. Secondly, make those images interactive so that we engage much more fully. And the third is to augment memory by creating a visual persistence. And these are techniques that can be used to be, that can be applied in a wide range of um, of problem solving. So the low-tech version looks like this. And by the way, this is the way in which we develop and uh, uh, formulate strategy within Autodesk and some of our uh, organizations, some of our divisions. What we literally do is have the teams draw out the entire strategic plan on one giant wall. And it's very powerful because everyone gets to see everything else. There's always a room, always a place to be able to uh, make sense of all of the components in the strategic plan. This is a time-lapse view of it. I'm going to ask you a question, who's the boss? You'll be able to figure that out. So the act of collectively and collaboratively (laughs) building the image transforms the collaboration. No PowerPoint is used in two days, but instead the entire team creates a shared mental model that they can all agree on and move forward on. And this can be enhanced and augmented with some emerging digital technology, and this is our great unveiling for today. And this is an emerging set of technologies that uh, use large screen displays with intelligent calculation in the background to make the invisible visible. Here what we can do is look at sustainability, quite literally, so a team can actually look at all the key components that heat the structure and make choices and then see the end result that is visualized on this screen. So making images meaningful has three components. The first, again, is making uh, ideas clear by visualizing them. Secondly, making them interactive. And thirdly, making them persistent. And I believe that these three principles can be applied to solving some of the very tough problems that we uh, face in the world today. Thanks so much.
0: Using interactive images to create visual persistence in our minds, to develop the neural pathways that will allow us to generate deeper meaning and thereby we have deeper understanding and and more connectivity throughout different parts of our brain and we retain information better and we make meaning of it better. So when we make meaning of that information more, we have the capacity to perform at a higher level because we're, we have greater motivation, more meaning and purpose, uh, and, and that can translate over to creativity, innovation, and other areas of performance. Again, I really appreciate him laying out succinctly those three ways that the, the brain uh, creates meaning. And then he provides a really great example in this last clip of strategy making, strategic thinking and collaboration as it relates to meaning making. And they go about this over the course of two days without using any PowerPoint. Now, can you use PowerPoint in the way he's describing uh, for visual persistence and interactive imagery? Of course you can. That's not the point of the story. But what he's illustrating is you know, the tendency that many organizations, many leaders have to just go through, you know, death by PowerPoint just scrolling through slide after slide after slide, and that doesn't really do much of anything for most people. I find when I'm training or when I'm teaching, I will usually have just a handful of slides that I will use for this very reason. Now, not knowing all of the science behind, you know, all the neuroscience behind it, I do know from practice what seems to work better, and so just flipping through slides doesn't work. But over the course of a few hours, we might use three, four slides, and that's it, because each one is not text-based, it's, it's visualizations, and it's imagery that helps the learner, the listener, the participant uh, engage with the material in a meaningful way, and then we have collaborations and interactions. So whether you're using PowerPoint or flip charts or any other sort of visual imagery, in this case, in his example, they're using, you know, basically a full white wall where people can map everything out. Whatever the case may be, utilize, strategically utilize imagery in order to, to get your point across, help people see the big picture, and then interact and engage with the material. The other aspect of his example that I really like is the collaborative piece. So understanding the three ways that the brain makes meaning is important on an individual level. We need to understand that for ourselves. We need to understand that for our people so that we can convey things and communicate strategically in such a way that that we can create deeper meaning for individuals. But there's a tremendous opportunity in terms of collaborative um, team dynamics and the ability for us to work more effectively together as we collectively make meaning through this persistent imagery uh, and interactive imagery that we might use. So when I'm training uh, or uh, working with groups of, of executives or students, we'll do things like flip charts and uh, sticky notes, write on sticky notes and put them on the wall and reorganize them. We'll do these types of sticky, persistent visual methods to get things to stick in their head. And ultimately that works far better than just flipping through slides or just having someone talking up in front of the group. I also consider uh, some of those really creative whiteboard drawing videos. Uh, you may have seen uh, one that I think of is Dan Pink's, um, based on Dan Pink's TED Talk. And it's it's just a whiteboard animation where there's drawings throughout the different parts of his, his uh audio throughout the different segments of his talk. And I've listened to the TED Talk several times, but I always use this whiteboard animation video when I am sharing these concepts with students in my class because the visualizations just create an extra level of stickiness and it helps them to retain it better and to to make more meaning. So again, the main lesson here is let's remember and consider the ways that our brains make meaning so that we can tie that back into our interactive and communication strategies and our uh, team dynamic strategies in order to drive better team dynamics and performance and ultimately drive better outcomes for the organization. And I should say too that we all like doing things that we are successful at. So when you, and I should say nobody likes to feel stupid. So when you create an environment where people can retain the information better, where it can stick in their minds better, where they can see connections better, where they can interact with each other in more effective ways. When we do that as leaders, that's a win-win because not only are we getting better outcomes from the team, but each individual person in that team builds their confidence. And they will engage more because they feel capable and uh, they feel like they have something to contribute. When we create an environment environment where information just goes over people's heads, their eyes start to glaze over, they start their attention wanes, they start to disengage, uh, that, that has negative impacts for individuals and for teams. So I, I think the benefits here are uh, tremendous uh, in many, many ways. I hope that you will carefully consider all of the many um, implications of what he's sharing here in this TED Talk in terms of the three ways that our brains make meaning. And ultimately, our goal as leaders within organizations is to create meaning and communicate meaning and help our people connect their work to meaning and purpose. That drives better outcomes for everybody. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. As always, I hope you stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day, and I hope you have a great week.